Episode number 266, Church Visitor Gift Ideas with Ryan Wakefield. Part two. Let's do it. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen. Well, hey guys, welcome to the Making Sunday Happen podcast. This week's episode of our show is brought to you by Reorient Mentoring. This is a ministry from my friend Dean Stilo that helps pastors and leaders with life and leadership. It's a mentoring relationship that helps you with decisions, internal struggles, and questions that might be taking a quiet toll on your mind, body, and soul. So if you're a pastor or leader that needs a pastor or a leader, I want to encourage you to check out the ministry that Dean is providing. You can go to reorientmentoring.com for more information, reorientmentoring.com. On this week's episode of our show, we continue our discussion with my friend Ryan Wakefield from Church Marketing University. Last week, we started a discussion with Ryan about some great church visitor gift ideas and how you can go over the top in how you treat guests at your church. So feel free to jump back to last week's episode of the podcast to catch the first part of that conversation. And just a reminder to you, this interview was recorded a few months ago as COVID really shifted our podcast schedule around this year. So if you hear an idea that might not pass your safety protocols that you might have put in place, that's what's going on. So just be aware of that as you listen to this interview. Uh, We're going to move right to part two of my interview with Ryan right after we share a little bit more about Reorient Mentoring. Check this out. We all have work to do in the world, and the way we do that work matters. It changes things. Whether you're leading thousands or reaching just one, your work possesses a potential to make a difference for good in the world. But your work can also be harmful. The way you approach your work as a leader can cause disappointment, burnout, unhealthy relationships, and ultimately ineffective organizations. We can get so busy in our work that we forget to intentionally work on our work, on our leadership, our systems, and our culture. That's where Reorient Consulting can help. Every day, Reorient is helping leaders and pastors approach their work and their organizations with fresh eyes and decades of experience and practical wisdom. With a coaching model that is both holistic and strategic, We're helping our clients unlock latent potential while creating a healthy and thriving organization that validates our message and makes a difference for good. So I I know that there are guys uh, like Paul Fleming at Church Inc. and uh, a couple other companies that, um, and, and don't quote me on this, but can put those boxes together for you. Yep. So um, you can order the what you want in the box and they'll send you, you know, 500 of them or yep. whatever so that you're not thinking, oh, great, we're going to have to put all these things together. Um, th- you know, there are companies that will that will do that. And you just say, I want this, this and this. 
in the box and they'll they'll uh, they'll send you the even brand the box for you. So I know yeah. that churchinc.com Paul Fleming over there um uh, is a good resource um for that. Um but what what have you found there as far as packing it as far as preparing it? Any tips or tricks there? So coming out of the church plant world, you know, it's like you, you got to, you, you don't have any money. So you're like scraping for everything. You're begging volunteers, you're getting really crafty. Um, so I think I come from a little bit of, of that world, especially over the last five plus years before that I was at a mega church, you know, that we, we were able to do basically, if we could dream it up, we could, we could do it. But so I've kind of been without and I've been yeah. with plenty um, and there, you could get creative no matter your situation. And I think that's the key. Don't allow your, if you're a church plant, don't allow that limitation to, to stop you. I know early days at Summit Park, one of the cool things we did is we had a leather maker that was kind of a connected to our team. We would get scrap leather and we'd make these really sweet keychains. So like we had a, a form we would cut and stamp it with our logo yeah. and hand it to all of the people that were joining the lead team. And we got, I mean, literally and figuratively scrappy, you know, on that. And it was like a cool gift. Like that thing like looks like it was a $20 gift, um, authentic leather and stuff. But it was like, we were making that. I was making it. I was, you know, yeah. doing everything. Yeah. Even to this day, um, the gift that we give away for Summit Park Church kids, um, we go buy um, bubbles in bulk and my wife removes the branded um, label and we put a custom label on there. So man, in, in the church plant world, we're getting scrappy. We're using volunteers. We're getting creative. We're, you know, printing stuff out and storing it in garages. Um, yeah. So certainly you can go that route. Or uh, there's lots of example vendors. You mentioned, you know, Church, church Inc. I think they also do church swag. Um, yeah. You know, if you've got the resources, you could go big and have nice boxes and you can, you know, have them assemble it for you. You can save time on that front. So there's that whole spectrum out there, which is great uh, now. And you'll see a lot of those examples in the guide. There's links out to, uh, you know, if there's a church that was using a vendor, we link to, hey, here's where they order it from. Here's what they cost them. Here's where you can go get it. So all of that is in that yeah. guide. You mentioned kids. So how do we include the whole family in the gift? Yeah. And this is one of my favorite um, spots is because I, I'm serving back in the elementary. I didn't really envision me doing that, but I've been there for a number of years. Um, and I love kids ministry. And I think it's a huge, huge part of, of the church world and a growing church. Side note on this is like in our assessment of, of growing churches, the biggest indicator that we found outside of keeping the main things the main things is the senior leader's priority to reaching the next generation. Um, we found that if a rapidly growing churches, that's true 88% of the time of their senior leader. For growing churches, it was 68%. For plateaued or declining, it was true like 38% of the time. So a church's emphasis on kids is absolutely huge if you want to be reaching into your community. I think it's a, we've known that for a long time, but a lot of times we just kind of strategy-wise, strategy we, we forget that. So yeah. when it comes to your ministry, don't forget about the kids. And when it comes to any of these things like guest gifts, don't leave the kids out. So I'll give an example of what we do at Summit Park Church is we have these bags. Um, looking at the guide now, you'll see these in the guide. They're these green, green um, kind of zip bags. They're, they cost $1.15 a bag. Um, we put candy in the bag. We put a little information um, for the parents in the bag. And then, so not only do we have this bag, but here's the strategy part. So a couple things to think about. If you're in kids ministry, one of the things that you want to think about is when kids leave, 
are they going to talk to their parents in an exciting, like I had so much fun, I've got, and you give them talking points along the way and you give them a good exit because here's what I know about kids is like, they can have an awesome time. Their parents show up and now they clam up and like, yeah, it was okay. You know, it was, it was all right. So from, from a marketing and a hospitality angle, you want to think, how do I do some things experience wise? So when the kid leaves, like there's this over the top, oh, it was so much fun. And, and the parents are like, hey, Johnny, tell me about that bag. Like what's in the, oh, there was candy in there. Like, and so, so you want to strategically think through how you create those talking points with the family going home and you set the stage for that. And a gift is a great way to do that. Another thing that's strategic about our gift is that there's, it's this bright green fluorescent bag. And so everybody in the church, if you see a family with a kid walking around with a bright green fluorescent bag, you know that they're a visitor or they're very new. And so now it's a huge indication of, man, I should go introduce myself. Like it creates the opportunity for the team to lean in and say, this is a good opportunity to connect with this family. So you see those type of ideas all the time over in like the secular world, especially in like the restaurant world, where if it's your first time to a restaurant, you may not notice it, but you may get silverware that's wrapped in a different color napkin. So the manager knows I'm going to stop by. I'm going to get to know them. I might give them a coupon for a free dessert on their next visit. So there's some things going on in the hospitality world that's very, very strategic that you can use in the church world with like this gift. Another reason why I love this gift for kids is the strategy of when we give the the kid the gift, I always make it a point to say, you know, hosting the service, hey, welcome. We hope you, you know, have a great experience. Thanks so much for joining us. There's candy in there. You're going to love it. There's some information for your parents. Um, And then if you bring this bag back to me next week, I've got some more candy. I want to refill your bag. So again, another strategy point of, hey, the, it's another opportunity for me to invite the kid back. And then when the kid wakes up next Sunday morning, they're excited about coming because they know, you know, and this happens uh, quite often, they'll run up to me and like, hey, I'm back. Like, where's my candy? You know, and they're super pumped about it. And it gives me, it also reminds me, hey, this is their second time. They're new here. Like, I want to mm-hmm. go make sure I go out of my way to keep connecting the dots with this kid. Like, make sure Good. that they have another friend that's sitting with them, uh, that they're having a good experience. Um, and then maybe when their parents show up, I can, I can personally connect with them and say, Hey, Johnny did so well today. He remembered the big idea. And, you know, we were able to, to pray for your dog. You know, we heard he was having a bad time, his legs hurt type deal. So again, I hope the audience just keeps hearing over and over again. It's not just about the gift. There's so much more that you've Mm got to build into this for it really to be meaningful and to provide that experience that you want your guests to experience. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Um, good. Very practical. Um, I like your, the bubbles and the bag. Um, is there any other quick little, uh, gift ideas for kids that you want to throw out? Yeah. So James River Church, um, our sending church, they do like a, a branded cup. That's not like a mug. It's more like a, you know, a kid's cup um, that has lots of fun stuff in the cup. So mm. that's one of the ideas that we saw that we liked. Um, Vineyard Church it, uh, did this um, kind of, they have a coloring book type deal. So I thought that was pretty cool. We saw a number of churches kind of using kind of that crafty idea uh, in their, in their gifts. So I thought that was that was pretty neat. Um, so I think those would be the the main yeah. main ones we saw for kids. 
What about being authentic? So you mentioned core values. That was a, a great way to use the gift to um, uh, to talk about a core value or to you know highlight a core value. But how do you make stuff authentic for my church? So it's it has to do with my culture, and I'm not just copying. Oh, so and so down the road does mugs. We should yeah. do mugs. Yeah. yeah. And that's really important because when you talk about branding and marketing, one of the things that you always want to think about is how are we going to stand out in a crowded marketplace? How are we going to be different? How are we going to be unique? How are people going to remember us? And what do we want to be remembered for? So the churches that were doing this well, they're thinking about those things and it, and it makes a difference. So some like one practical example that we mentioned in the guide, I think there was a church that had the the name cherry in the church. And so they have a family in the church that makes like these homemade cherry pies because it's a reinforcement and it's authentic to them. And there's not a whole lot of other churches out there that that could be their thing. Right. So, and I, from what I hear, I haven't eaten one, but I hear the cherry pies are like delicious. So, you know, it's something like, Oh, that's unique. That's authentic. And that can create a like a really cool experience for a family that entire week as they're eating that, they're thinking about how thoughtful of a gift that was. So I would just encourage any church, if you're thinking about a gift, think about what makes us unique as a church. What would be something that we could do that is less about the price tag on the gift and more about the thoughtfulness behind the gift? Like, oh, that was super thoughtful. And then three, something that has some sort of shelf life that will reinforce what you're trying to communicate to your your visitor. So if you can think through those things, and then when you land, I think you will land, even if you have to land on a coffee mug, it's not the end of the world. There's some things that you can do creatively uh, around that to make it cool and authentic, how you deliver it, where you deliver it, how you provide that experience when you're giving it away, that type of deal. Maybe you can do some special touches like inside the coffee mug, there's some cool goodies, or there's a gift card to fill it up, or there's a little note, like a handwritten note from your team. It's like, hey, anytime you bring this coffee mug, it's free, you know, coffee on the church, just a reminder that we always want you to be filled up. Now that's, you know, super cheesy, but, but yeah. So as a team, if you're thinking about this, certainly use this guide, use what other churches are doing to inspire you, but don't just take the easy way out and be like, Oh, we like that. Let's just copy it. Right. Think through what you can uniquely do and what's going to be authentic to your church. How can you experiment? So you, you mentioned uh, if you can, if you have the flexibility to go visit another church. And I, I've talked about this with, with media mm-hmm. production teams and volunteers and, and, and uh, other, other teams besides first impressions. But if you can go visit another church and walk through their experience, again, for inspiration, um, yep. I, think it's, I think it's helpful to go and just make notes. Oh, this, is what, this is what made me feel welcome. This is what... Eh, <laughs> you know, did not go well. This, uh, you know, I wish somebody would have done this when I was walking through uh, yeah. or in the lobby or th- this was my experience. So I think it's helpful. So what tips have you found for visiting uh, other churches for inspiration? Yeah. So three quick thoughts on this. One is do it. 
Um, <laughs> you know, like we often get in a bubble, you know, as church leaders, like we are just in our world all the time and that creates blind spots and you miss opportunities to, to be inspired by other church organizations. So definitely do it, go to school on that. But I would say secondly, is even get outside the church world in your hospitality experience, especially when you're paying attention. So if you're able to, to maybe go on a little bit of vacation and use this as an excuse to upgrade to like a five-star resort type deal and watch mm-hmm. the little things that they do and don't turn your hospitality brain off of like, what did they do to create a memorable experience? And what did they do that may be super small, that but that meant the world to me in my experience? And then think through, okay, could we translate that over into the church world? So yes, visit other churches, but also go visit other organizations that are great when it comes to hospitality. And then third is, and this is another huge opportunity that most churches out there miss, is get feedback from your visitors. So at Summit Park Church, uh, part of our follow-up process is we provide a 10-question survey to every single visitor. And we get feedback almost weekly from visitors about their experience. So it's another way to experience your experience, but through their lens, which is huge. So that feedback, you'll, you'll find all sorts of things that are blind spots to you that your visitors are noticing over and over again. Like the, the kids worker who's always angry down there in room three and is not excited when visitors are handing over their, you know, their little toddler. Well, you need to know about that as a, as a lead pastor. And if you're not getting feedback from your visitors, you're not going to know about that. You've got a you've got a visitor repellent, you know, down there in room three that you've got to address. So those would be the three things I would say to the churches specifically on this question. Do it. Go visit other churches, visit other other brands, and then be sure you're getting real, authentic feedback from from as many visitors as you can to your church, and that'll make a huge difference. So I think you bring up a, a very good. I really liked your point about. Um, visiting not just churches, but other things too. I'm thinking of last week I was at a hotel and when I checked in, they gave me my room key along with a little packet with little, with candies in it. Mm. Um, I'm thinking Chick-fil-A when I go through the drive-thru yep. and it's not just a, it's a person that's right at my window. Uh, so that experience so is good. personal. I mean, it, it's things like that. How can we, so be looking, be thinking, how can I incorporate this into our setting? That's a yep. great idea. I felt really valued there. How can I do that for our guests at our church? So, great absolutely. Point. Can I throw um, a Can I throw a quick idea on that? And in absolutely. terms of, uh, yeah, uh, we went um, to Great Wolf Lodge here in Kansas City. Yeah. And sometimes during the winter, like in the middle of the week, we pull Caitlin out of school and go go stay a night because you can get really good deal or whatever. But one of the things I noticed that they did last time we checked in is I got a text message. As I'm walking up to our room, it was like, hey, I'm, I can't remember the lady's name. And if you need anything whatsoever in your stay, just shoot me a text. And was awesome because like, hey, you know, we needed more towels. Okay, just shoot a text. Boom, more towels. We wanted to know like if the putt-putt golf course was open and what app. Like it made a huge difference to me to have somebody who was personally like – checking on us and could answer any questions that we have, could send things our way and was like, oh my gosh, like where has this been all my life when it comes to, to hotel stays? Uh, and I, I think especially if 
for churches, like how cool would, you know, would that be in terms of adding personalization? You need anything whatsoever while you're here. Just let me know uh, and give a personal touch. Another example on that I'm seeing churches do is like have like for go back to kids. And sometimes the best gift is not necessarily a thing, but some sort of experience. So one church I'm seeing is they're taking the kids um, volunteers and they're having them shoot a, a video on their phone about the kids experience and then using that as a text message to the parent as a part of kind of the personalization and connection and follow-up process. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so thoughtful. That's genius. And, and it's not, it didn't cost, you know, 10 bucks to provide a, a t-shirt, but it's super thoughtful. So I think there's yes. all sorts of ways if our antennas are up that we can be like, okay, that was incredible. That was super thoughtful. How could we do something like that in our context? That is so good. And I think the reverse is true too. How many uh, bad experiences have had a ha- have I had with a, uh, let's take the cable company, calling <laughs> and you, you know, jumping through 5,000 phone trees and then you're on hold for 30 minutes. How can I completely reverse that scenario in my church setting to yep. where it's so personal, like you were saying, um, so thoughtful. So I agree with you. I, th- I don't think it's necessarily always a physical gift, um, but it could be, uh, I see that uh, you're a parent of two. Let me walk you to the mm. kids area, help you check in as a first time. All right, yep. this is how we do it so that you're not clueless as a parent. Hang on. How do I figure out your system and where do I go? Hang on. It's a personal experience. So I agree. Things like that can be a gift as well. Well, um, one, I know, I, I, man, we could talk about this all day, but I'm having can. ideas like just more practical examples of like Hampton um, Inn. Uh, when you leave, like there's the opportunity to grab like a, a to go lunch or to go breakfast and water bottles. So like as a business person, like that means a lot because like later in the day, I might be between meetings and like I'm thinking of, of Hampton Inn. They were thinking of me. So same thing with like Chick-fil-A provides like wet wipes. They provide all sorts of things that make the experience for the, the family great. So like, what about churches? We think when a, when a family is leaving, like what if we gave a little goodie bag that helps the, the parents navigate from the exit, the church to the lunch options. Like if their kids are starving, like, Hey, here's a little thing just in case, you know, you know, it could be wet wipes. It could be a little bag of like uh, Cheerios type deal. So like it's, it doesn't have to be a whole lot, but that thoughtfulness of, we understand you as a parent, your, your next 30 minutes may be a nightmare. Here's a few little things that's going to make that so much better. And that just reinforces that we're thinking about you. And the whole reason our church exists is to help bring value to your life right. and make life, yes, easier for the here and now, but also for eternity, so much better. If Chick-fil-A was open on Sunday, that would be killer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we just, but but uh, mixed such, feelings on that. that <laughs> that's such a good idea. Um, that's true. That's true. I'm glad they're closed on Sunday. I used to work for them. Awesome <laughs> company. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, give me some ways that... Um, we can be more intentional about our strategy on first impressions. We've talked about a lot of that, but maybe big picture, why is it important and uh, to make a good first impression? So take that guest, that experience, and I'm going to my feeling when I'm driving away. What does What do we want that visitor to be feeling and thinking about? Man, they really cared about me. Man, they really did this. Like what what are what do we want them to be walking away with? Why does why is the strategy going to work? Yeah, I think it's really, really important that your church is known 
as the highlight of people's week. Because as lead pastors, we're all wrestling with this idea now of people only, are they really only coming like on average, like once a month, once every six weeks? Like why, why is that? Like, you know, and we see the frequency of, of that dropping down and we're all trying to wrestle yeah. with this idea. And, and two big thoughts when, when it comes to that is one, if people see your experience as the highlight of their week, they're not going to miss it. Um, you know, Chiefs are huge here in Kansas City. And if you're an avid Chiefs fan, you're not missing the game. We're either going in person or watching it on TV because that's like what's important to you. So I would just say the gift is a part of this, but even bigger than that, the experience of create an experience where it truly is the highlight of people's week because we don't want them to miss it for them. And we don't want them to miss out in time in God's presence. And so I think it's really important that we think through how are we different than every other part of people's week and what the church can uniquely provide is no matter who you are, you're going to have a family here. You're going to have people who love you, who are cheering for you, who uh, we serve a God who is love. And you're going to feel that here in an over the top way that I pray you can't get anywhere else. And, and love and thoughtfulness and hospitality is in such short, uh, supply in our our culture that if the church will step up and be that, we will have people who will be attracted to that, but also who won't miss that because God has built in us the need for that, and and the response to that is, is to join that. Um, so I think it, more so than just a gift, creating an environment where people are loved, where they're connected, where they feel valued, where there's thoughtfulness and there's love and there's community is something that we're uniquely called to do as a church. And mm -hmm. that when we do it, like, man, our communities step up and they take notice and they're like, man, that is that place is different. And it's a very, very good different that our culture and our society needs. So why does a good first impression matter as it relates to the worship experience as a whole? Why do I want this piece of the journey? Why is it important? Yeah, I think two things you're always wanting to do. You're wanting when people are walking in, you're wanting to set the stage and create excitement. So that's one of the reasons why we do our visitor tent outside, um, because it's an opportunity when visitors are walking in, we can create a good experience right off the bat. Um, because a lot of times, and there's different studies out there, like that first few minutes is a big deal. So if you can be strategic about that and then strategic about the exit as well, because again, you're setting the stage for conversations that are about to happen on the way home. So you're, you're really being mindful of a couple key parts of that experience that's going to make the difference when people are deciding, do we want to come back? Um, so that you, you want, as a leader, you want to kind of control those things and set the stage for those things as, as well. And then that, that hospitality um, aspect is just so attractive to people. And it, it kind of can cover uh, cover a multitude of sins in other areas. Like if people, like if, if the maybe the preaching was a little bit off or the music was a little bit off or whatever, um, I think people will, will forgive that if, if they're like, man, there's something different about this place. Mm -hmm. And I personally felt noticed and welcomed and valued. Um, oftentimes it can cover, you know, some maybe other parts of the experience that didn't go perfect that week. They'll, they'll yeah. give you an, another shot. And even to that end too, another 
element of the gift and this experience is equip your leaders with the ability to give gift cards away if there is something that is not great. So that's one of the things that we've done at Summit mm-hmm. Park Church is we provide uh, kids online pre-registration for visitors. Well, sometimes you'll have a family come up, they pre-registered online and something happened in the technology point and they're not in our system. And that's like an oh no moment. Um, but we have gift cards like coffee gift cards or ice cream gift cards. We're like, hey, I'm so sorry. Like you have to go through this again. We just want to give you a gift card. So again, a gift like that can help overcome a bad moment as well. And then you start looking at all those, that experience, that first impression, the overwhelming feeling of of welcome and connectedness. When people leave, man, that sticks with them. That Mm -hmm. becomes super attractive. And more often than not, that helps you follow up and get them to come back and stick at your church. Yeah, good. Well, man, thank you so much for your time. Let's uh, let's walk through the PDF and where people can get it. So we want you to go to the show notes, but give us another little uh, snapshot of what's in the PDF. So when people download it, what are they going to see and what are some other information that they can get from it? Yeah, so the PDF is perfect. If you have ever been tasked with like, hey, go research out there what other churches are doing with their gifts, how much it's costing, where they're ordering it from, some options, you know you've like, oh my gosh, I've got about a month's worth of work here in front of me. Well, this guide will do all that for you. I'm telling you, hundreds of hours. It's got photographs. It's got descriptions. It's got links. It's got vendors, price. It's It's got all the things. It profiles multiple churches and what they're doing, not only what they're doing, the products that are used and where they got them from and what it costs. It's got gifts uh, for adults. It's got gifts for kids. Um, so I think churches are going to be blown away when they see um, all the time and, and energy it will save them. Just go get the guide. I'm telling you, you're going to absolutely love it. So yeah. that's what's in store with the guide. Yep. And it's absolutely free, guys. So we're not we're not trying to sell you anything. This is a free resource for you. So just go to the, the show notes and uh, uh, on this episode, pick that up um, and check out everything that Ryan's doing, man. Tell, tell us, uh, uh, Church Marketing University, when's the new enrollment happen? Yeah, we do one in the one in the spring, one in the fall. So whenever you're listening for this, you can um, kind of see when the next one is upcoming. And then we have a, a Facebook group called Church Marketers. That's where we kind of do our ongoing free community where we're all talking about these ideas. And um, we're, we'll be in there this week, probably bouncing some new guest gift ideas around. And when, when this podcast comes out, we'll post it in there and kind of that's where we were like, hey, let's all listen to this podcast and then let's just talk about it. What ideas do yeah. you have? And so that's what we're doing over there in the Church Marketers group. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it today. Yeah, man. Thank you. Let's do it again soon. Hey, guys, I've had the incredible privilege this year of speaking at several online events and conferences, and I wanted to let you know about my talk at the Church Facilities Expo coming up on October 27th. It's a live session, and I'll be sharing some ideas on how to double your volunteer team. Uh, And in this session, you'll learn how to pastor your volunteers first how to focus on the why of your ministry area, how to structure your team, how to provide a clear on-ramp for new volunteers, how to train your volunteers, and more. It'll be a full hour of practical strategies for creating a thriving, dynamic volunteer culture at your church. So I would love for you to join me for that live session. Just visit churchfacilitiesexpo.com to learn more and to register. Again, that website is churchfacilitiesexpo.com. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com. 
Hey, guys, thanks so much for hanging out this week. Next week on the show, I'll welcome back my friend Nate Bramson. Nate and I will be talking about how to use stories and illustrations in your worship experiences. Nate has reached back and will share some stories of some of the most famous hymns and worship songs of our time. Very interesting stories that you can use in your sermons if you're a pastor or in your worship set if you're a worship leader. I'll also share an interview that I did with Joseph Sojourner, and Sojo and I chatted about using stories and some tips for how to craft and deliver your message on Sunday. That's next week on the show. You are listening to the number one church media and production podcast. We're number one on Apple iTunes for church media. So thanks so much for hanging out with us each and every week. Go out there and create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.